Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Monday and I'm here with Alyssa Farah Griffin. This is Behind the Table. Hello, Alyssa. Hello, Brian. Happy How are Monday. you? Happy Monday. Um, how do you feel about Mondays in general? Do you, you you charged up at the beginning of the week, or are you? Oh, I come in dragging? pumped. I was I was listening to T Swift on my way in. I was listening to Karma, just bumping, ready to go. But every Monday show, I feel like we're all trying to figure out what we want to talk about. And usually by Tuesday, we're on like our A game. I, I do think there's a there's a, a ramp up throughout the week generally. Oh, yeah. I mean Monday's usually it's a big ratings day, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of big guests and things like that. But I think anytime we're down for any particular amount of time, even a weekend, sometimes it takes a moment to 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 reset. But um, we had a big show today. I mean, so let, let's get right into it. Uh, first off, we had a big interview with Congresswoman Nancy Mace, fellow Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think? How do you think it went? So I was glad we had her. Nancy Mace is one of these kind of unicorn Republicans in the House Republican Conference. Um, I've like she and I have like messaged back and forth, but it was the first time we actually met in person. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she did a really good job of articulating why the spending process in Washington is so broken. Um, listen, I if there had been a shutdown, I would have considered it the Matt Gates shutdown, but she did explain how there are good, serious Republicans and Democrats working together to actually fund the government the way it's constitutionally supposed to be funded. And a lot of politics gets in the way of that. I really liked her candor. Like I worked on Capitol Hill for a long time. Her showing up on national television and basically being like Kevin McCarthy's breaking his promises is that's that's going to get some pickup. Listen, I think she's she's smart on the issue of abortion. It's one of the you know diciest and most challenging issues in our country. But she acknowledges that there has to be access. There have to always be exceptions for rape, incest, and life of the mother. She's a rape survivor herself. Um, but I, I I thought it was important to hear her and Whoopi's back and forth because they're kind of different ends of the spectrum. But what I think came through, um, and I want to watch it back because sometimes in the moment it may sound one way or whatever, but I felt like she articulated where a lot of the country is, which is absolutely not saying no one should have an abortion. It's somewhere in the you know second trimester is is where a lot of the country is. So super interesting. Um, she's she's young. She represents a next generation in a purple district. So she's going to look different than the average House Republican. I really appreciated that she came here wanting to have a conversation, which is something that uh, you know it sounds like that's why everyone would come here. <laughs> but sometimes when people have a different point of view, they come here to make news or to trend or to kind of right. like have a moment. And it felt like she was actually interested in, in, in talking about the issues, which is why we invite people here. So mm-hmm. I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I wish we had more time. The the abortion conversation, which is incredibly important, took on a life of its own. And mm-hmm. we didn't get to the 
very important conversation about impeachment, where I know she has a very different view on the idea of Biden's impeachment investigation. That that was what I was bummed about because she's one. She's with House Republicans in at least supporting the impeachment inquiry, um, and which I, I do not support. I don't think there's enough evidence to warrant an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. And I wanted to hear her articulate why. Um, there's as far I and I've spent frankly, years looking into this because um, he was vice president. A lot of the Hunter issues followed him and spring, frankly, from the current president's time as vice president. And I just haven't seen what connects it to Joe Biden. Hunter Biden reeks to high heaven. We get it. He's corrupt. He's also dealt with his addiction issues. He's going to be held accountable in the court of law. But I'm waiting to see, like, you know how the American public is. You produce one of the most watched television shows, the most watched in daytime. We have short attention spans, even on important issues. You have to be able to explain in one paragraph what somebody did. Donald Trump, I can explain in one paragraph any of the various cases. And Tim, we don't have that yet with Joe Biden. So I hope she'd come back and kind of talk through that and, you know, have a back and forth around. Yeah, I think so, too. And again, uh, I think that's part of what makes The View great is that we welcome people here of different perspectives. We want to have those conversations. And anybody that wants to have those conversations with us, I think, is is uh, worth inviting. Who else, when you look at the Republican landscape right now, who else would you like to see here? Well, so what I liked about Mace is she's a moderate. And most of the Republicans we talk about the most on the show, and I try to pivot away from this, but are the Lauren Boberts, the Matt Gaetzes, the Marjorie Taylor Greens. There are some incredible members of Congress, someone like a Shelley Moore Capito, senator uh, from West Virginia, who um, or someone like Tom Tillis from North Carolina, who have made it their career to work on bipartisan issues. They were both instrumental in getting the gun violence uh, bill through the Senate, which Joe Biden, by the way, called the most substantial gun reform in over 30 years. People like them who are not drawn to the camera, their workhorses, mm-hmm. um, I realize that's not always the sexiest thing. Um, and I do think we, I, I'm pleading with you, Nikki Haley, come on the show. I just think she would be riveting to have on. Um, you can you can love her or hate her. You can't say she's dumb, even though Donald Trump, of all people, tried to call her bird brain over the weekend. She literally intellectually could run laps around him. But I think she would be interesting because there's such a depth of knowledge there. It's just a different viewpoint. Yeah, no, I think uh, we I mean, the, the co-hosts of The View have generally not uh, agreed with her uniformly. Right. But um, I think uh, they'd welcome having her here. And I think it'd be a great debate and a great conversation. I, I would love to have Nikki Haley here. Um, All right. So speaking of Republicans that have come on the show last week, we sat down with your friend Cassidy Hutchinson um, on the podcast and on the show. What was it like to relive that time in your life working in the White House and all the chaos you talked about? So it was honestly somehow both triggering and healing, if that makes sense, because I in one weekend read the whole book. Cassidy actually stayed with me all the weekend before. Um, We basically had like a slumber party because my husband was on a golf trip. So we were spending a lot of time kind of reflecting on memories and reliving the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, And then kind of talking through on the podcast. And it's it's kind of insane. There's um, Mike Pence, of all people, had this quote that I think makes sense, which is, um, the Rocky Mountains always look bigger from further away. When you're in the thick of something, whether it's good, wonderful, or chaotic, you don't always know how big it is. It's when you step away. I'd say the same thing about The View. Like, I go home every day, I was like, yeah, it was whatever. And then you almost forget, like, three million people were watching that. This is the biggest show on daytime. So there was a lot of kind of looking back on things that didn't even seem that significant. And then now you're like, for the history books, they're just huge. But more more importantly, her book immediately sold out on Amazon after she appeared on our show. Um, it's backordered. She's just absolutely crushing it. There's a thirst to hear her story. And I think it's because her voice is authentic. 
she was brave enough to tell the truth when other people weren't. And it's a part of history that the public deserves to know. Now, that's really exciting. Um, the View definitely helps to sell some books, too, I will say. Uh, Maggie Haberman said the same thing. Her book like launched number one on Amazon after she came on. Yeah, no, I, I, it's uh, anything that I found, anything that the, the hosts of the show are um, into, anything that they really are excited about or passionate about, the audience wants to come along for that ride because I think because you're all very authentic and you don't pretend to be into something you're not. You can tell when we're pretending. Speaking of which, <laughs> we talked about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey again today. Um, tell me, uh, so you were one of the more uh, all in on this topic. Um, what? Where are you right now? Do you think it's enough of them already? Are you interested in the latest updates of? of uh... Well, just let me be clear. I had to hold back how excited I was about this topic to not off put other people at the table. I love it. Listen, Taylor Swift is like, this is what I like about it. It may be a fling. It may be any sort of thing. But she's always dated actors or musicians who kind of fit the same bill. Dating a pro athlete is totally different. And I think because she's, you know, not always had success in love, going for something outside of the box makes sense. But I have to admit, uh, yesterday, Justin was like making dinner and he's like, oh, there's some great games on today. And I was like, is the Taylor Swift game on? So I, I'm that person. Like, I don't know anything about I know I, I like Patrick Mahomes. I don't know anything about the Chiefs. Otherwise, um, I'm here for it. Listen, if it's a way to incorporate people who maybe don't follow sports into the game, I think that's good for everyone. Taylor deserves love, and I love when she gets her, like, girl entourage together. I love that, like, she entered the stadium with Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds, and nobody noticed. I thought that was very, like, Ryan Reynolds is a pretty big movie star, and he's, like, in the background of all the photos, and nobody's paying attention. I couldn't, I also couldn't believe, like, her entourage. It's, like, Blake Lively, Sophie Turner. When did Hugh Jackman become part of the broader Taylor Swift? Like, we're all Swifties now. It's Deadpool 3. That's oh, what it that is, because Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's where it's all coming from. This, this ends in one way. We are all Taylor Swift fans. And to be honest, um, you know, if, if Donald Trump looks like he's going to win, she's just going to need to get in the race and defeat him once and for all because she's probably the only person who can. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, I'm a, I'm a huge football fan, and I have a lot of friends that are kind of annoyed at the fact that her name kept coming up every five seconds during the— the game and I'm on a text chat like really we need another uh, shot of her but I love it honestly I, I love Taylor I love football it's all things coming together it's, it's kind of like the Super Bowl when you combine like the music and the football absolutely. yeah absolutely um, this has to end with a halftime show of her singing a breakup song about Travis Kelsey <laughs> while he plays in the Super right. Bowl that's the only way this can go um, hopefully not for a while this is Sunny Hostin we're driven by the search for better But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com view. Just go to Indeed.com view 
right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's podcast is brought to you by Shopify. Ready to make the smartest choice for your business? Say hello to Shopify, the global commerce platform that makes selling a breeze. Whether you're starting your online shop, opening your first physical store, or hitting a million orders, Shopify is your growth partner. Sell everywhere with Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. Turn browsers into buyers with Shopify's best converting checkout, 36% better than other platforms. Effortlessly sell more with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Did you know Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and supports global brands like Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen? Join millions of successful entrepreneurs across 175 countries backed by Shopify's extensive support and help resources. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Start your success story today. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com view. Put it all in lowercase. Go to shopify.com view now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com view. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. But, um, all right, other pop culture news. You were in Tom Sandoval's trailer, Tom Sandoval from the Vanderpump Rules, a frequent topic on the show for his new podcast. They did a trailer, and you're in it. What was the first thing you thought of? Um, that I was in a trailer that also featured Jennifer Lawrence and Amy Schumer. I was like, this is so great. Well done. Um, <laughs> no, it, um, I mean, listen, it just... Tom Sandoval is as cringe as he's ever been. So he's starting this podcast, which is called Everybody Loves Tom. He's not doesn't seem to be doing it in a tongue in cheek way, because I think that would probably be a bit above his intellect. And then the, the, the trailer, if you haven't seen it, is him just clips of different people on TV trying to describe why no one likes him. <laughs> um, this is my problem with it is I'm not sure what the audience is for. It. So us Bravo, Bravo diehards like myself um, just are not fans of him. So we're even, I'm not going to even like hate listen because I don't find him to be that interesting. I don't think there's going to be a male audience for it. Like, it's not like he's, some of these other Bravo guys kind of resonate mm-hmm. with, with guys. I don't see that getting picked up. So um, best of luck to to Mr. Sandoval, but I I, I think he's he's going to have a, a, a diminished audience. Will you be listening to the podcast? No, I'll listen for highlights. Like, I'll look on Instagram and see if there's any highlights. But here's the other thing. These Bravo podcasts, you can't say that much on them anyway. So Right, because um, everything has to be saved yeah, for the saved show. Yeah, saved for the show. Yeah, as opposed to this one. <laughs> exactly, um, actually. What other Bravo shows are you watching right now? I'm obsessed with Southern Charm right now. I had been pitching um, a topic based off of that, where there's two friends who, you know, hook up with each other's exes. Can you get past that kind of thing? But, um, yeah, Bravo's bringing it. I think... Uh, there's some good unscripted content. Right, I, I have a blind item. At one point, a Southern Charm uh, cast member was uh, was interested in auditioning for your job. 
when you were auditioning for the job. I know. It was very exciting. It did not uh, It did not pan out. She didn't even end up guest hosting. No, did she? she didn't. Um, I know, because I was like, that's very stiff competition. So actually, Vicky, one of our beloved producers, blurted out to me that she wanted me to get the job or Paige DeSorbo, who is, who's never even auditioned, but she's on <laughs> Summer House. And I was like, what? I was like, you're team Paige over Alyssa? <laughs> but she would, be, she would be fun on a talk show. <laughs> uh, we had the Golden Bachelor on uh recently and and we you were there for that and you've been very into this as well he mentioned on the show that he thinks his late wife would be excited for him now now uh sunny felt very differently about this when we brought it up she would not be excited to be watching from uh, the great beyond to see manny on a on a bachelor how would you feel if justin uh was on one of these shows after you after 45 years of marriage and so okay i joke with him that if I pass before him, I will haunt him. Yeah. Um, but in reality, I actually think I'd be happy for him. Oh. He seems like um, I, I loved Gary. I like the minute we all met him backstage, we're like, he is a gem. Our audience resonated with him. Um, this was the perfect. He was the perfect choice for the Golden Bachelor. I think he like, listen, he seems earnest. You want someone to settle down with. And I love that um, the first episode, there wasn't really like drama among the women. Uh, it was actually talking about the things that you do in relate, like you need to talk about in relationships. Like, you know, what are your values? What um, do you want kids? Well, actually, I guess I didn't do kids for this one. But like things <laughs> that were serious rather than like the, you know, drunk small talk that sometimes is what you see on it. So right. I love him. There were definitely some uh, big moments also if I uh, from the trailer. <laughs> but yeah. Now, um I'm really counting on the hosts getting into the Golden Bachelor. I want to. I want to keep this going throughout the year. I want to have contestants on. I want to have the... Sarah's sold on it. I bet Sunny will get into it. And we'll be really like Gary, if yeah. nothing else. Yeah. Um, Anna might be a, a difficult sell, but I also, I mean, I can I picture Joy watching it. No, but I feel like the concept of it, she would love the, the amount of Viagra jokes that Joy has loaded up alone. <laughs> I, I'm not worried about it. We will be able to sell yeah, her right. on this. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got we've got a big week coming up. We have lots of big stars. The uh, there's a lot on tap, so it should be a lot of fun. And uh, it's only Monday, so who knows what's to come? <laughs> who knows? Thank you, Brian. Thank you for listening. The first ever criminal trial of a former president is underway in Manhattan. It's one of potentially four trials facing former President Trump as he makes his third bid for the White House. What do voters think about his culpability, and would a guilty verdict make a difference in the election? I'm Galen Druk, and every Monday and Thursday on the 538 Politics podcast, we break down the latest news from the campaign trail. We sort through the noise and zoom in on what really matters, using data and research as we go. That's 538 Politics every Monday and Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts.